Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything that you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that's going to effortless unite your in-person and online sales into just one source of truth. You're going to be able to track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. You could connect with customers inline and online. And Shopify, it's going to help you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. So we're talking about TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or you can use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for battle tested solutions. Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. I say do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash headspace. That's all lowercase. So you're going to go to shopify.com slash headspace to take your retail business to the next level today. I'm going to say it one more time. Shopify.com slash headspace. Hello, and welcome back to the Sunday Scaries. I'm Dora. So a few months ago, I went on a solo vacation to Spain, which was great. To be honest, I had picked Mallorca based on my astrology chart. According to the stars, it was a destination that was perfect for rest, relaxation, exploration, and creativity. All the things I love. I was looking forward to meeting new people and experiencing a new culture. I even created a whole Google Maps itinerary and guide. So I packed my bags and hopped on a flight to sunny Spain. But I realized when I got there that I was so tired. I literally spent the first week just sleeping. And after I got over the fatigue slash jet lag slump, I did the usual vacation stuff. But once I got back, I started thinking about it again. Why was I so tired and drained those first few days? Jet lag aside, I should have been hyped to be in a new country. It was then a little light bulb in my head turned on. OMG, of course. I had been completely burnt out before leaving. According to WebMD, I know, anxiety's best friend in website form, burnout is a result of excessive and prolonged emotional, physical, and mental stress. You feel overwhelmed, like you can barely keep your head above water with all of life's tasks and demands. And maybe not so surprising, the feeling of burnout is often related to work. For me, the burnout I felt was related to a combination of being super busy both personally and professionally, saying yes to too many things and still adjusting to living in a completely different country. Thankfully, I have a job where I can take a break and no one wants me to be burnt out. But a lot of people don't, and I've definitely worked jobs at places where taking a break just isn't an option. 
But it had me thinking about how, for many people, burnout, especially work-related burnout, is a result of working in a toxic environment. And working in a toxic environment like this can often breed toxic personal habits and relationships to work. I've heard horror stories about feeling constantly and unreasonably available. Stories about pressures to work late because everyone else does, of environments where everything is treated like an emergency, or the classic sheeple culture, where you're no longer treated like a person at your job, but just a body that's there to get the work done and then leave. If you feel this way at your job, you may be experiencing burnout too, and that feeling can seem overwhelming, especially on a Sunday when an already long work week now looks practically endless. Anxious thoughts can spiral when you want to set boundaries, but you're scared of possible repercussions. Or perhaps feelings of loneliness set in, when you feel like you're the only person who sees that things are messed up. Now, burnout is often a product of systemic problems at work. But there are very simple things you can do to set boundaries and create your own unique culture within a larger culture of an office. There are many opportunities and instances that are within your control where you can create healthy dynamics. Like what topics you decide to chat about on your break or who you check in on to see if they're doing okay. And what you can put on your desk to make you smile. Maybe a picture or a plant. Things like that. And a great time to explore and define these boundaries is on when else? Sunday. Or if you work odd hours, whatever day you manage to have off. It might be hard to know where to start, but a good first step is taking a deep breath. Sounds simple, I know, but the breath is the most accessible tool we have. Deep breathing lets your brain and body know that things are okay, and it helps us to slow down. Best of all, this action doesn't require anyone or anything but you. Next, reflect. You can do this on Sunday about the week prior or make a date with yourself to do it every day during the coming week. Sit down at the end of the day and take stock of what happened. What did you experience and what can you do tomorrow that will help you to feel better? The latter question is a tough one. Maybe the answer is to stop working on the weekends. Maybe it's telling a person you trust how you're feeling. Maybe it's simply knowing that there's no rules that say you have to be busy and burnt out all the time. In many offices, it's often a badge of honor to be super stressed or drowning in work. But why? Taking time for yourself or taking a break is healthy, and though it may not feel like it, you're entitled to some time on your own throughout the day. Many times, in order to implement these changes, you may have to ask for something at work, which can be very stressful. But if you have the opportunity to ask for some time off or a shorter workday, it's crucial that you let go of the expectations of what's going to happen if you do do the thing that is right for you. Yes, people might judge you or your boss might say no, we need you to stay available, but remember, you can't control other people. You can only control your response. And you can do this through mindfulness. By being in the present moment, instead of focusing on future problems and outcomes that haven't even happened. So let's give this a try. 
being right here and right now in this moment. Just begin to settle in and find a position that feels most comfortable for you. The eyes can be open to a soft, gentle gaze or closed. And then taking some nice, big, deep breaths. Breathing in through the nose and breathing out through the mouth. And then returning the breath back to its natural rhythm. And just resting the focus on the different sensations present in the body. So maybe you gently scan down from the top of your head to the soles of the feet. Or just notice the body pressing down into the surface beneath you. Seeing if we can spend time inhabiting our bodies and this moment. Being fully present with what's here right now, not next week or even tomorrow, but this now moment. Whenever the mind wanders, just gently guiding it back to here. Then when you're ready, Gently wiggling the fingers and the toes. And slowly and gently opening the eyes if they were closed. Now, the illusion vacations can paint are that once we get on the flight or reach our destination, our minds that were fatigued and exhausted will disappear. Yet, the mind we bring to the office is the same mind that we bring to the beach. For me, I realized that although I had planned this big adventure, my state of mind was something I hadn't really planned for. I had just assumed it would be all croissants, glacier blue water, and paella as soon as I landed, which was far from the truth. Now that I'm back and taking some time to reflect, I'm recognizing how important it is to ask for what I need and start to make changes to the way that I approach my relationship to work. And I get it, when it comes to asking for what we want at work, it can be hard. If that's the case, then try and do things in the day that will not only bring you joy, but bring someone else joy as well. You'd be surprised at how trying to make others feel good affects your mood, and even feels energizing. This could be as simple as bringing in some donuts to work or sending a nice note to a colleague to brighten up their day. One final piece of advice that I've heard that's helped me in situations like these is to ask myself, is the narrative in my head true or am I catastrophizing? Often we think if we ask for something at work, whether it's a break, a vacation, some help on a project, we jump far ahead and assume the worst that not only will this answer be no, but you'll get fired and you'll never find another job again. 
But more often than not, at least in my experience, you get the things you ask for, if only because these requests tend to be pretty reasonable. Asking for things does something else beneficial too. It encourages other people to do the same. And honestly, little by little, that's how you start to change the culture and help others avoid burnout too. I hope this was helpful. I'll leave it here for today. And thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you here next week where we'll be talking about how to deal with bad news headlines. Until then, peace. Peace.